my dear friend Peter King. Good morning, Pete. Good morning, Sid. Great to talk with you, and congratulations on the nominations. Well-deserved, and uh, all the way to victory. All the way to victory, yes. Um, But I want to talk to you about the cops, especially on Long Island, because right now I can make a very strong argument that between Pat Ryder, you know I love Pat, in Nassau County, and Rodney Harrison in Suffolk County, you'll have a harder time getting a more impressive pair of individuals than Long Island sports right now. Fair to say? Absolutely. First, let me say my father was in the NYPD for over 30 years, so I have a, a great affinity for the uh, police. But you, you're talking about Long Island, Pat Ryder, Rodney Harrison, both of them are great. I've known Pat for years. He uh, is actually a neighbor of mine. He lives in Wancho. I live in Seaford. He was a great cop. He was uh, tremendous help when it came to Homeland Security. He was really in the forefront in Nassau County and pushing that. And Rodney Harrison, I know him in the city. I know he's doing a great job out in Suffolk. All the cops I talk to in Suffolk, whenever I see him, he's always first class. Both of these guys are first class. They're top law enforcement officers, and they understand people. They're respected by the uh, men and women in blue, and they're also respected by the community. And they're really uh, great guys. They give Pat special credit during the whole George Floyd, all those riots and demonstrations. Pat kept Nassau County totally under control, never backed down at all. A great cop, great guy. And a lot of these cops, you know, Pete, they're disheartened by the DAs because they go out there, they put their lives on the line, they get no credit, you know, they're no good, they're racist, shut up. And then they arrest somebody <laughs> when they really do. And um, and then the, the, guys, the bad guy's out in like 15 minutes because all these DAs are racist and crooked, all of them. And you happen to have, along with Ryder and Harrison, your two DAs, Ray Tierney, Suffolk County, and uh, my friend and yours, Annie, over there in uh, in Nassau County, Andy Donnelly, uh, also two tremendous DAs. Yeah, you have the commissioners and the DAs working together. Uh, and I'm talking to Bill Bratton of Bratton a few years ago, and he was saying that no matter how bad things had gotten in the 70s, 80s, and early 90s, uh, the uh, city council is always, always relatively conservative. You had people like Peter Vallone who actually worked with uh, Rudy Giuliani and Rudy come in. You had the DAs who were all pro-cop. Now, except for Mike McMahon in uh, Staten Island, you know, the other four are certainly not pro-cop. You know, and Bragg is absolutely the worst. But, no, it's a different thing. I mean, the cops always had the district attorneys on their side. They worked together. The city council would come up with the funding when the cops needed it. When they wanted to add that extra cops, it was Dinkins or Rudy. When they wanted to put in extra cops, the city council always went along with it. The city council is always trying to defund the cops. So it's really a, the cops have their hands tied behind their back. And uh, to me, it was really epitomized during those George Floyd riots when the uh, uh, cops were out there being hit with bricks and miles of cocktails been thrown at them. And you had people like Governor Cuomo saying he was proud to stand with the demonstrators. <laughs> I, mean, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, that was uh, – uh, and yeah. I don't know, almost any politician who during that time came to defend the cops. I mean, the cops are under siege everywhere and literally under siege. I was talking about – Cop got hit in the face with a brick, lost all his teeth. He was in the ambulance being taken to the hospital, and they tried to turn the ambulance over. And yet, there was not a word said about that in the uh, in the papers. You have law school students throwing Molotov cocktails at the cops. It was a horrible time. And you know, going back on it now, the one person you can really, the one of the first public figures to come forward defending the cops was Colonel Dolan at that time. He wrote a great op-ed in the New York Post. Today, that's almost forgotten. But at that time, there were very few people standing with the police.
You know those DAs. No, you're right about that. McMahon uh, on Staten Island. And you know Melinda Katz is going to win again. George Grasso calls me every day, but he ain't beating her. So Melinda Katz is going to win again, and Darcel Clark's going to win again. And uh, I know Gonzalez in Brooklyn, and who am I missing? Uh, one more. Uh, Manhattan, you've got uh, Levine. Oh, so, Bragg. Uh, and Bragg, I mean. So they're not running until next year, but it doesn't look like any changes are in store in the near future. So these cops are still going to be dealing with these commissioners and cops with, uh, you know, DAs that are Democrat and uh, really care about the criminals more than the uh, than the victims. But anyway, I want to get to um, your guy, Anthony D'Esposito, because I only know Anthony because of you. You uh, called me way back when and said, you're going to love this kid. He's really impressive. And Danielle and I met you and your lovely wife, Rosemary, at King Umberto's for dinner one night. He was there, him and Joe Cairo, you know, the whole mafia. And I love the kid. And he was on again this morning. I know you heard it. He said, basically, Mike Johnson should be, will be the next Speaker of the House. He took apart some of his classmates inside that chamber. And he talked about his experience as a detective and a cop all those years with the NYPD. And he said to me, he goes, you know, Sid, when you called me last night, and I did call him, he goes, the person that I spoke to right after you was Peter King, which said two things to me. A, Nothing gets done on Long Island without talking to you. You're like John Gotti at this point. You're the king. And B, you're right. This kid, the Esposito, Peter, he's really impressive. No, he's really first rate. And, you know, we should probably stop calling him a kid. This guy was a, a career detective in Brownsville. He's chief of the fire department here in Island Park. He's active, uh, active firefighter, active cop detective. And now he's really fighting hard down in uh, uh, Washington. He and I, during this whole mess over the last few weeks, we must – talk or text each other five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times a day. I mean, he's really committed on this. And uh, and I, I think, again, I'm, I'm not down there, but from what I can sense, I think Mike Johnson is probably going to get it today. I would have voted for Tom Emery yesterday. Uh, I, I would certainly vote for Johnson today. I don't know him that well, but I know him well enough because uh, I guess he came in in 2016 and I left in 2020. And his last uh, year was COVID, so I didn't deal with him that much. But uh, I, he was very helpful when it came to the 9-11 health, uh, 9-11 compensation. He was on a committee. And uh, you know, a lot of those guys from the South aren't that enthused about New York. But Johnson was very good. He was uh, he was on the subcommittee when that uh, uh, a retired cop, Alvarez, came down. Uh, Louis Alvarez came down to testify. The guy was dying. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 You know, Johnson was there that day. And, no, he's, he's a solid guy. I mean, he's probably you know, more conservative than you would be. Like on issues like abortion, gay yeah. rights, etc. Yep. Having said that, he can deal with everyone. He's not he's not an ideologue, and uh, he's he, he's well respected. So hopefully, he can get it done today. We can't you can't always get the perfect person in these jobs. We got to get a speaker, and we got to get someone who basically represents the Republican Party. And Mike Johnson does. So I know that Anthony had actually uh, I think voted for Byron Donalds the first time through. He did. Uh, he's he's yeah. from Florida. Actually, he's from Brooklyn. He's a Brooklyn guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. He's a great so, guy, uh, too. He's a great guy, Byron. Great yeah, guy. And he, and he would have been a good choice. But in the final vote, uh, Johnson got by far the most votes. So hopefully they can all, all come together. We're not going to have some guys on this, you know, standing on the sidelines, posturing, trying to make a name for themselves by you know, blocking the speaker. So uh, yeah. it's important. Listen, with Israel and everything going on in the world today, we have to have the united front. We have to have a speaker in there. Uh, we can't be telling the rest of the world that we're crazy. We don't know what we're doing. We can have our own disagreements. We have to stand together. And certainly on this issue with Israel, we got to get the aid there. Whatever they need, we have to stand with them. And I tell you, I am so disgusted by the students in this country, by the young people. I was talking to uh, 
uh, Mark Penn, the pollster, he was telling me, he did a poll that uh, 35% of young people don't even believe the attack happened, that yeah. ISIS attacked. Right. I mean, a majority of polls that, anyway, that, that, that Hamas attack. They, they actually yeah. say it's all propaganda created by Israel. Yeah. Didn't happen. They say it never happened. That Hamas never did the attack. All that stuff is all uh, uh, Israeli propaganda. And then you have someone like Tlaib down in Washington still saying that it was Israel that bombed the, uh, uh, the, yeah, the hospital. And I would say probably there's a good percentage of the world is going with that first story that it was oh, yeah. Israel that did it. Oh, yeah. And that just shows how hypocritical it is. But you know who else is going with that story? And you know I've done this. How many years have I said to you, I congratulate John Stewart. You talked about Mr. Alvarez, God rest his soul. Right. And Stewart was right there with you and Alvarez in court. And Stewart did an awful lot. You did the most, but he did an awful lot to help us get money for these 9-11 families for 100 years. But to be honest, and I'm sorry to Bill O'Reilly, too, because for some reason he seems to like him. John Stewart is a huge pile of dog crap. That's all he is. So you're talking about these students, Megan Kelly. Put up a list of folks last night, headed by yeah, Alyssa Milano, of celebrities who, guess what, want a ceasefire because they think the Israelis are much too heavy-handed with Hamas. And guess who was on that list? Scumbag John Stewart. Yeah, I showed, I showed John Stewart was on there. Yeah, no, listen, these these actors and actresses and so-called celebrities have no idea what they're talking about. And to call a ceasefire, that would be like us calling for ceasefire against Japan after Pearl Harbor. I mean, this is insane. And also this whole thing with the hostages, you know, the way they're stringing it out, they can keep the whole world hostage. I mean, it's like you take hostages and you kill uh, 1,400 people, but you can't be acted against as you give the hostages back one by one. They are using the hostages. And listen, with my uh, family member over there, I'd say do whatever you have to do to get them back. But when you're... Is, you know, you're Israel, or you're, uh, you're the United States. You have to look at the larger picture. And the larger picture is all you're doing is providing a roadmap for Hamas and Iran and Hezbollah. Kill as many as you want, but take a few hostages, and we can't retaliate. Well, that's why they did it. I mean, uh, you know, that's why when Donald Trump says they were smart and everybody in the world is mad at Trump, sorry, idiots, he was right.